0: Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Copy listening to Mad Love. Uh, Yesterday, I failed to mention that it was the 10-year anniversary of my father's passing, um, which, you know, I acknowledged it in other ways, but I just didn't think about it in the morning, which is probably good, you know, but I did know all day that it was 10 years. Um, I've had a very interesting decade. That was sort of the tip-off you know, December of 2009, a lot of changes were happening, I remember. And that year felt like the official year of the end of my childhood. Um, I've said that incorrectly. It felt like the official end of my childhood. Farrah Fawcett died. Michael Jackson died. Uh, my college roommate's mom died. My dad died. It was just like, wow, I'm not <laughs> little anymore um yeah michael jackson and my dad uh really threw me you know and when my roommate's mom died she was such an encouraging light and spirit for me she died in march of 2009 and i remember uh feeling like oh no this might be the year my dad goes because my dad suffered with alzheimer's for years He died in 2009, but I think he forgot me or didn't know who I was really somewhere in, you know, the early 2000s. So it was sort of like torture. And then for him to die in the winter, it was cold. He's from Pennsylvania. I was living out of state at the time. I was closer to Pennsylvania than here, St. Louis. So I went to his final Uh, burial resting place because he had two funerals and man I'm telling you it was the worst day ever Uh, that was somewhere around December 20 something and then I came back to St. Louis but I wasn't planning on staying in St. Louis this is how life works so I wasn't coming back here to live I had had a very interesting experience uh, back east and uh, just never really could land the gig that I wanted And, uh, but miraculously in 2009, I just started making a lot of money. And for me, it was a lot of money at that time, but I hadn't really, because I've always chosen to try to be a writer first, money was always inconsistent. So the job came second and the money was always like, I'm just, you know, using this to get by because any minute now I'm going to be a successful screenwriter (laughs) or filmmaker. That's how I've lived my whole adult life. Uh, so, um, the money just started coming in. I was working in sales and I was doing really well and I had enough money to go to my friend's mom's funeral, which was kind of sudden. Um, and I had enough money to, uh, uh, fly my mom up for my dad's funeral and, um, yeah, and it was just incredible. And then I was planning on not coming back to St. Louis. I was just stopping through and I got back here and I realized wait (laughs) my mom's kind of old and things what's that what happened here uh things were neglected and I was just wondering like no other person in our family seemed to notice so it was really frustrating so I've been um growing into a full-time caregiver probably for the last 10 years and uh I did not come back here with the intention of being a caregiver. I just sort of walked into the role. And as she's gotten older, of course, that need has been stronger. So and then I had my own health crisis shortly after I got here, which made me realize that's why I came back home. Because if I had been out of state going through that by myself, I probably would not have gone to the hospital when I went and I probably would have died in my sleep. And that's the truth. So I wasn't put here to die in my sleep without having accomplished any of the goals that I had set out for myself. So I made it through. And now I'm here talking to you. I've got this wonderful podcast that I'm really proud of that I love working on. Um, I love the work that I'm doing in St. Louis and for the St. Louis community. Uh, I love the, the work that I'm writing and creating. I'm advising on many really cool projects. My company is thriving. And I'll be honest, I founded my company 10 years ago. Uh, so it's an anniversary. Um, so a lot happened 10 years ago. <laughs> it was the catalyst. And my father uh, passing was a big part of that. And uh, he hung around for 14 years after his diagnosis with Alzheimer's, and it's a brutal disease. It's really sad. It's like uh, watching someone you love. It's like watching paint dry because the more the paint dries, the, the less of their personality is there. And uh, he was a gregarious, outgoing, funny, uh, warm, sweet man, and to watch that happen was really, really heartbreaking for me, and it still is in a lot of ways. Um, he wasn't perfect. He, uh, did not have a good diet and he drank his body weight and beer when I was a kid. Um, and I'm pretty sure that didn't help his brain, but he was a good dad to me and I miss him. I still miss him. And, uh, you know, he was just, uh, a delight, a delightful parent. And I wish that everyone, uh, could have a relationship with their dad, like the one I had with mine. Um, He was just a really good father. And I miss him. Um, See, I'm choked up a little bit. So anyway, I'm not always mad. (laughs) Sometimes I'm sad. But no one wants to listen to a podcast called Sad Love. Actually, I'm just kidding. I'm not sad about anything, really. I'm very, very grateful more than anything. And I have a lot of friends in their 30s. And you know, they still get to hang out with their dads and go to lunch and uh, see them every weekend and I just try to urge them like appreciate your parents while they're young you know when you got young parents that's you don't even realize it it's such a gift when they can take care of themselves and they're funny and you know they want to b- hang out with the grandkids and because there's gonna be a day when that won't happen and you're in your 30s it'll probably be within the next decade they're going to be able to do less and less and uh, heaven forbid if one of them gets sick. I mean that is brutal and it's a drain not only on you physically but financially you know it's listen if you're into the stock market I am suggesting you invest heavily into uh I mean I'm not into big pharma but if you want to make money big pharma anything that has to do with an aging society because these boomers there's so many of them, and they're all going to be old at the same time. Invent, that's why all these senior care centers are springing up. I think I've seen more CVS and senior care facilities spring up in St. Louis than anything else. You know, so uh, not to be grim, but take advantage of that shit. <laughs> you know, I am. My, my portfolio is full of things that cater to old people cuz we're going to have more old people uh than ever. You know, I think starting what about 20 years ago there were more people turning 65. It was like 10,000 people turning 65 a day. A day. That was tw- like 20 years ago. So these boomers, they're the oldest boomers are in their 70s. So yeah. It's it and with medicine if it, you can live a long time so yeah, financially, listen, money is a big part of a wealth strategy. And it's not the only part. I'm, it sounds obvious, but it's not the only part. To me, a wealth strategy includes your health, money, because you can't make money if you're not healthy. I don't care what anybody tells you. If you're sick and you feel sick, the last thing you're focusing on is anything but your health, uh, is anything but your money. You, you, All you care about is how bad you feel. So uh, forget all of that. You got to focus on, I think your health is number one. So when you're healthy, you feel good and you can think about other things. And uh, wealth is a part of that. So your wealth strategy definitely includes health, money, your attitude towards money. And you know, anything else that falls underneath that umbrella. I haven't really thought about it. But for me, health, health is your wealth. I mean, gee, and so I would focus extremely on figuring out how to, you know, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, uh, making money is one part of it. But then what do you do with the money once you become successful? Then you got to figure out what how what do you do with it? Do you save it? Do you give it away? Do you form another nonprofit? Do, Do you form another company? You know, these are things that you'll have to figure out down the road. But I want to see you in the winner's circle. And part of that is investing your money. Um, I know all the headlines say there's going to be a huge crash and maybe it will, but you know what? A lot of people made a lot of money during the last huge crash they did. And they don't tell you that. And then you see how the market has rebounded in the last 10 years. So I'm just saying, don't neglect that. Don't neglect the stock market because you don't know enough about it or you're afraid there are too many apps out here that'll let you even just get started little entry money you know and a thousand dollar cushion is a lot of money for some people but hey as a person who's lived cushionless for many many years it's nice to have a cushion (laughs) cushions are great whether they're financial or otherwise (laughs) a cushion is never a bad thing so anyway uh if you have young parents if your parents are still alive in there to me young is under 70 If they're in their 50s and 60s, take time with them. Enjoy them because when they're in their 70s and 80s, you'll have fun, but it'll be a whole different type of fun. Just like when you have kids and they're fun when they're five and they're still fun a little bit when they're 15. It's just a whole different kind of fun, you know, so grouchy fun. (laughs) So anyway, uh, again, I hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast. I enjoy making this podcast. Um, Some very cool projects coming down the pike. I look forward to what Just Media Works will be able to do soon. And also what we've already done. It's been 10 years. Uh, The parent company is called Civil Theory. Under that umbrella is going to be a lot more uh, all kinds of different kinds of companies. We're going to do a little tech. I mean, the vision has really come full circle. Uh, Just Media Works began as this little production wing because uh, uh, a friend of mine here decided he was going to help me make a documentary that never really materialized. Um, You know, I always attract business partners that say more than they actually do. No disrespect, good guy, but we just never finished anything. Um, And so he was the, I think he came into my life to show me how to set up the business because he was the one that encouraged me like just you know do an LLC and I just didn't even hardly pay that any I just did what he said because I really thought we were going to do this documentary and then I realized oh I have a business and I did it all on my computer you know it was really nothing hard at that time I think it was like 50 bucks to incorporate and uh I did that in December of two thousand nine. It was a big year, and so ten years later, Just Media Works is producing this podcast. It has we have multiple uh, uh, records out from our production team. The Culper Manifest. Uh, look us up on Spotify, Apple on Apple Music. Apparently, China has fallen in love with the summer record, so that's dope. Uh, they really like uh, W Hotel Lobby as well as uh, Gonna Make You Love Me, and and uh, primal, I think, and, uh, maybe Jennifer Lopez. So it's kind of cool. Primal is actually off a of method and technique, but China is discovering, um, the Culper Manifest. So that's very, very cool. I'm really excited for the guys. Cause, uh, you know, we all still work full time jobs <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's such good sports about it, but like, seriously, it's time to turn a profit. So. Um, yeah hopefully those things will will take off if you guys continue to listen that's why you only hear uh culprit manifest in this podcast because i own that music and you can't monetize uh, a podcast playing other people's music because you know I own the copyright but i own the copyright to that so listen to it here go find it out in the world add it to playlists subscribe follow link all of that stuff put links in your social media we appreciate it and uh i think the production value has gone up exponentially. Um, the creativity is there and, uh, I'm working on a few soundtrack ideas with them and it's just 2020 is poised to be the best year yet for my company. And you guys are a big, big part of that. And I thank you, uh, for that. Also, uh, Juice World, I didn't know his work, but it, he real his death really upset my little cousin, Jackson. Um, and I don't know if it was medical or drug really, I don't know and no judgment, whatever it is. I don't know what happened to the young man, but 21 is too young that to I. And, uh, I hope that, um, you know, what I told, what I was trying to tell Jackson is, you know, it's not nothing to go out and make a name for yourself by the age of 21. That's not nothing. And to, uh, no matter what happened, no matter what circumstances, caused his passing. And I'll be honest with you, if you have any kind of heart issue or blood pressure issue, being on a plane, I've almost died on a plane, so I know. I was in such distress. Uh when your blood pressure is elevated and things aren't quite right, do not get on a plane. Woof, that was bad. Uh it really sends your blood pressure sky high. Um that's a side note. I don't know what happened to Juice World, but uh again, we have to respect that. He was twenty one. And people know who he was, and he had a huge fan base, and he was an up-and-coming star. And I listened to the track he did over the Sting song, and you know, he sounds like he was an emotional cat, and uh, he touched a lot of people. And it's nice to see that everybody's not out here trying to be hard and and scary. That some people actually, you know, have have emotions and grapple with things. And it was a loss. And uh, rest in peace. Young man, rest in peace. And he's just—he's not gone. He's just not here. And maybe that's for the best, because sometimes life is just hard. And I don't know if he was sick, if he was struggling with something. Um, But yeah, 21 is young to die. I'm not suggesting otherwise. Uh, But you know, people always say, "Oh, don't worry, they're in a better place." And I hope they are. I hope my dad is somewhere cracking up and and having a good time because that's how I remember him. So rest in power. And if you love someone and they're not here anymore, send them positive energy wherever they are, because the ether is full of energy. And I believe my dad is all around having a really good chuckle at the way the world is unfolding. And somewhere I know deep down inside, he is really, really proud of me. And I'm I just can't even put into words how awesome that feels. can the